You only have one life to live, so get the most out of it. On Good Life, Great Life, join me, Brian Highfield, and my guests as we share success stories, habits, mindsets, and lessons learned by successful people. These lessons are not taught in schools, but are critical for getting ahead in life. Whether you want a successful business or career, optimal health, or a lifestyle that most people just dream of, Good Life, Great Life has you covered. After retiring from a successful corporate career in my 40s, I founded multi-million dollar businesses in the sports and healthcare arenas. Now, I help everyday people maximize their lives and speak regularly at seminars, on podcasts, and radio shows to share principles on the topics of health, wealth, and happiness. Don't let a good life get in the way of a great life. Join me today on Good Life, Great Life. Well, welcome to another episode of Good Life, Great Life. Today we have a very special guest. We have Mr. Jack Tompkins. So Jack is the owner of Pineapple Consulting Firm and where he helps you analyze and visualize your data so that you can grow your profitability. So welcome to the program, Jack. Hey, thanks so much for having me, Brian. For sure. And so uh, we want to get to know you a little bit, a little bit about your background and uh, what you and your company are all about. Sure. Yeah. So I started um, my company. I actually just uh, at the time of this recording, just had two years full time doing the company, um, running the company. And before that, I was in the corporate world, as many entrepreneur paths go, and uh, was working in insurance, was an analyst, a bunch of different capacities, uh, ran some strategic partnerships, actually ran the intern program too. So whole bunch of different experience, which objectively was probably way too much to give a 22 year old right out of college, <laughs> but um, <laughs> made it work, had a lot of fun with it. And then kind of use those skills, those analytical skills and, and things like that, that we're going to talk more about to form what is now pineapple consulting. Awesome. Now, I guess uh, describe that decision process about, you know, going from corporate world to really stepping out and, and starting your own business. I mean, how did that all come about? Yeah, it's a good question. I, so I've always been kind of entrepreneurial. Um, actually, in, in college, I've made up my own major. Um, I was just, I wanted to do a bunch of different things and it didn't fit any regular major. So I guess that's kind of where my entrepreneurial journey started. And um, I knew that I liked what I was doing in the insurance world in corporate America, but I didn't really like insurance that much. Yeah, And so I thought about it. All right. Well, what if I just did this for small businesses? Cause I bet they have the same needs, but no resources for it. So I put a couple feelers out there, got some good feedback. And then uh, um, a couple kind of good things happened that allowed me to make the jump and dove in two feet first from there. Awesome. Now describe a little bit more for our business or your business and, and what Pineapple Consulting does, because you do a lot with um, collecting data and using that data to help analyze how they can be more profitable. So describe how what, what that means. Sure. Absolutely. That's, yeah, it's a good question. So the whole goal is to help folks become data driven. I'm not, I, I'm about as data driven as you can be in a business. And I still use my gut instinct a lot. So my business is not get rid of your gut and only focus on the numbers. It's a healthy balance between the two. Um, and one thing that I really like to do is called data visualization. So if you're not familiar with that, it is basically visualizing your data in a way that's digestible. So a nice chart and graph with some indicators of performance and things like that. So you can actually see your performance as opposed to just looking at a black and white income statement. Because even as a financial nerd, like I am, 
looking through an income statement is a little boring. Yeah. Seeing a graph. Get out of here. It's boring. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, right? <laughs> um, looking at a dashboard, like in your brand colors with a trend over time, and you can see how you did month over month and all the kind of work is done for you. It actually brings your data and your business to life. So therefore kind of helping you become data driven. Now, do we, do we still use the term KPIs? Is that still, uh, is that still being used? Yes, very much so. Yeah. So key performance indicators, right? What are your big ones for your business? And uh, that's, that's actually where a lot of conversations with clients start is what do you want to see? And let's make it look pretty. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask. Is that really uh, on a business by business case or are there some standard KPIs that almost all businesses really need to be mindful of? Yeah, it's, it's a little bit of both, which I know is kind of a weird answer, but every client, I have yet to make the same dashboard twice, right? Or do the same analysis twice for any client. Um, so every business is different. Granted, there's some common themes, right? I mean, revenue is going to be somewhere on that dashboard um, or one of the main things that you're going to, that they're going to look at. Um, look, I work with a lot of service-based businesses. So hourly rate is pretty important because uh, obviously they don't really have inventory. They have time. So that matters. Um, marketing stuff when that comes into play and operational stuff, we're talking conversions for marketing, um, cause conversions pay the bills, not leads. And on the operational side, again, either that's hourly rate or just some kind of efficiency metrics for the day-to-day -day work. Now, is it, is it pretty common when, when you build a dashboard for somebody and they look at the data kind of for the first time that they have an aha moment or, uh, an, oh my God moment, like, you know, that the data is telling them something that they didn't know. Yes. So there's, there's two things that happen a lot when they first look at the dashboard. One is people realize that they were more data-driven than they realized. Um, it, everybody uses data in their everyday life, whether it's hitting them in the face or not. But I have, I've worked with a client where uh, she's an architect and she's the first to say that she's not a numbers person, not a financial person. We're going through and we're doing stuff with uh, billable hours and project tracking and revenue and all this stuff. And the first thing that we did was gross profit. And I was like, all right, like, here's what it is. Here's what this means. She goes, oh, of course I know that. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. So you, you actually do like you, you kind of know what you're doing here or from the financial side. And so that that's kind of revelation. Number one is, oh man, I actually, as the client, I actually do kind of know a lot of this stuff. This is just a way better way to view it. Second thing that happens is this is awesome. Show me more. <laughs> So it's great. We got the headline KPIs and we see some trends. What if we did this? What if we dove deeper into this? And it's, you just, you kind of get addicted in the best way possible. So uh, describe the process, I guess, a little bit when you start with a new client, um, you know, kind of what's, what's the general steps that you take with them to get them to that point where they're actually can analyze their data. Right. So there's again, kind of some common themes here, but each client is a bit different. I would say generally it starts off with um, the client has an idea of what they're looking for and it may not be specific KPIs. It may not be a specific layout, but maybe the goal is specific, right? So I want to maximize my nine to five hours, or I want to be more efficient in driving X, Y, Z, right? So one of those things, if the KPIs um, of you or a goal is kind of what they come in with. And then we talk about the other two parts. So if they come in with a goal, great. What KPIs make sense to measure that? And then how do we display that? Um, that piece is normally on me as sort of the quote unquote data visualization expert. Um, 
and then we kind of just feel it out. It's have a conversation. I send back kind of a first draft and then we do some iterations and then there's a final draft where kind of all of those pieces are included and it's in the end, exactly what they're looking for in theory. Awesome. And what's, what's kind of the return on investment of this? I mean, is it, um, I, I guess each, each business may have some different goals that they're, they're having you put together the data for in that, but, uh, um, well, I guess what's the feedback been like? <laughs> yeah. So why the heck do we want this, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the big one, honestly, it saves a lot of time because a lot of folks, uh, whether you're starting out being data-driven or just getting to the next level, there's a huge time commitment involved with starting that process or even furthering that process, right? And most existing sort of data operational processes that are in place are very manual or very annoying. And the owner or whoever we're working with um, at the company, they just don't want to deal with it. So we come in. We can do it typically a whole lot faster. We can do it more efficient and um, provide more analytical capabilities with it, right? So it saves them a whole bunch of time in the build process and the ongoing sort of updating process. And then I won't even call this the secondary benefit because it's kind of the sexier of the two benefits, Um, but it's making better decisions. It's, I have clients that open their dashboard every single day. How do we do yesterday? How can we do better tomorrow? Yeah, because I, I imagine, you know, and, and I've worked with lots of businesses and they they tend to make decisions, you know, if they don't have that data, they, they kind of base it on anecdotal information or just their like use their gut like you talked about before mm-hmm. uh, in that. Um, but I, I imagine actually having the raw data like you described or uh, having actual data uh, is going to help. Um, with it, with those future decisions and, and where to invest their dollars and, and how to better train employees and so on. Is, is that right? That's exactly right. Yeah. There's, I, I do a presentation and there's a, the serious part of it. Cause I do like to make fun and do a whole lot of stuff yeah. like pineapples and whatnot, but the serious <laughs> part is, <laughs> um, if you don't know why you grew, you won't keep growing. You don't know where you grew, can't build a strategy. And if you didn't use data to answer those questions, you haven't fully answered those questions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I guess how does it, I mean, what's, what's the aha moment or what's what, how do you convince a small business owner that this is really something that they should invest in, especially if they think that that business is good right now? Yeah, it's a good question, right? So what's, what's kind of that driving factor to actually reach out to somebody like me? Um, a lot of times there's, you know, actually I'll, I'll do two kind of examples. Um, one is flying blind. So it's obviously you're running the day to day and you're getting the work done and the client work is getting done on time and the business is going well, but then you kind of take a step and step back and say, all right, well, wh- what is working well or why, why is this all happening? And, um, and kind of the nicest way possible, they have that, oh, business is going great. And then to their other self, well, prove it, right? Like what are the numbers to show it? And the other one is kind of just putting out fires. So mm-hmm. putting out fires with a blindfold on sometimes when there's just a bunch of stuff going on. And again, kind of need to take that step back and see what all is happening. Can we get rid of fires quicker? Can we prevent fires from happening? And all the kind of stuff. Now, uh, where did the name pineapple come from? Is there a story behind that? There is. Actually, I was. it was funny. I was looking at the, I guess, the thumbnail of this podcast and it's on a beach, right? Yeah. <laughs> and very aligned with my company 
naming background. So I've always loved pineapples. I'm originally from Connecticut, but I was moving down south and Southern hospitality is represented by a pineapple. So I wanted to embrace that. And then uh, the bigger thing is small business owners don't get to take a vacation on that beach, right? So pineapples have always been a vacation symbol for me. Um, so if I could help them actually take that vacation, go on a beach, it'd absolutely make my day. So all of that kind of combined to the pineapple. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and we were talking before about how you went from corporate world and into starting your own business and starting a, you know, pineapple consulting firm. Um, have you been able to take that vacation yourself? Are you still in a mode where you're working 24 seven, you know, growing your business? I am attempting to take some weekends off. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's only been about two years. So every day is, I I have a smile on my face from 8am to midnight every single day, but I'm, I'm working or thinking about work most of those hours. (laughs) Now, would would you ever return back to the corporate world or, or you think you, you found your, your, uh, where you need to be? Yeah. I don't see myself ever getting back there. I just, I love what I do. Love my own schedule, starting a second business. It's, this is the future. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, I've arrived at the same thing. It's like for the past five years, I've been outside the corporate world. And, uh, you know, I was just thinking about this the other day. It's like, gosh, if, if I had to go back, what would I even do in the corporate world? There's probably (laughs) lots of things I could do, but just the, the thought of going back, and being in that corporate environment and having to answer to someone uh, is is not appealing. It makes me cringe. <laughs> it really does. It, it was once you get out, it's I would imagine very difficult to go back in. Yeah, I I, I often envision the movie The Matrix. You know, where you know, <laughs> once you've escaped outside the Matrix and you t- I forget what it was the red or the blue pill or you know whatever pill color right. that Neo took in there to get out of there that you it's just a situation you don't want to go back into. Yep. Once you're into the rabbit hole, there's no going back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, so true. What, what's, what's next for you? What's, um, what's, what's the next thing for, for pineapple and, and Jack Tompkins and what you want to accomplish? Hopefully taking a vacation at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Besides taking a vacation. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, definitely looking to grow the team. Um, I've got one part-time guy that works with me now. And uh, looking for a business development person and then another analyst as well. So starting to build out that team. I really liked the team aspect of um, some of my corporate work. So I really want that. And I want to make that transition to more of a CEO than the task completer or whatever it would Mm -hmm. be called. But um, that's, you know, next 12 to 36 months. It's that's kind of the main focus. And how do you, uh, I guess, how do you, how do you plan on growing, you know, as far as what's, how do you attract clients? How do you know, how do you do marketing and, and get your name out there and, and have your solutions offering to, and, to, and communicate that to people? Well, I've got a dashboard that tells me all that. <laughs> um, so, so you, you eat your own cooking is what you're saying. Right. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> um, biggest one is always going to be referrals. Um, so I do a lot of intentional referral marketing where I have, you know, some good people who have sent me business and obviously want that to continue and share the business back and forth. So I, I make a lot of effort to take care of those people as much as I can. Um, that's always going to be number one. Uh, podcasting and speaking is number two. I love getting up there on stage. I love kind of talking about helping folks become data-driven because it is kind of a new-ish thing in the small business world. So I, I kind of love spreading that word. And um, those two are going to be the big ones, but uh, obviously some kind of ancillary things as well. 
Yep. Now I see a stack of books behind you. Is there, is there some favorite books that you've read that you would recommend to uh, some up and coming entrepreneurs? Sure. Um, Profit first is the one on top there. And uh, it's, it's a bit of a business coaching, bit of an accounting philosophy. And I know some business or some, uh, excuse me, some profit first coaches and all of their clients like it. I know some clients who have that and everybody is just really happy with that structure. So um, profit first, uh, Mike McAllowitz, really, really cool book, really cool philosophy. Um, so I, I throw that out there for sure. Awesome. Good stuff. So how can our audience learn more about what you do, get in touch with you, or maybe they have an interest in, in hiring pineapple to, uh, to help their business. Absolutely. Yeah. So my website is probably the best place to go. Um, it is pineapplecf.com, um, as in pineapple consulting firm, but shortened. Um, I've got videos on there. I've got service offerings. I've got examples, uh, ways to contact me, all that stuff. Um, so that'd definitely be spot number one. And then LinkedIn, I'm on there all the time. Uh, you can find me, Jack Tompkins or pineapple consulting firm. Um, feel free to reach out. Seriously. I, I love talking shop with other businesses. This, like I said before, this is the future and I'm, I'm staying here. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, good, good. So our guest today has been Jack Tompkins. So Jack is the owner of pineapple consulting firm based in Charlotte, North Carolina. So I really appreciate you being with us today, Jack. Thanks so much for having me on, Brian. This is great. Absolutely. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business.